Hi, I'm Amber, also known as the Lone Star Keto Girl, and welcome to the Lone Star Keto Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, and, and he's a friend of mine, Jimmy Moore. He is very big in the keto and somewhat the carnivore community as well. Welcome, Jimmy. Hey, hey, Amber. What's going on? You know, living the GG life. What can I tell you? Keeping that grandbabies. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, that's the fun part of being that. It is. It's very much so. So... But we have so much to discuss, and I, I've been wanting to to have this uh, you know discussion with you. I just finished uh, taking a self image course, and it was a master class training, and, it, and it's for clinicians, clinicians, whatever. I am not one. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not you know a nurse, anything like that. But because I have a certain background, they allowed me into the class, and um, I see a lot of people when when I'm coaching them who have other issues besides just the diet itself. I mean, it's not that hard to implement, you know, certain diets. I mean, keto, of course, is a little bit more, you know, with the, you know, macros and stuff. But for the most part, like what I coach, carnivore is not that difficult. However, most of what I am coaching is not the food. It is this whole self-image thing. And you, lately, oh lordy, have you been coming under attack like I've never seen before. And a lot of the issue seems to revolve around your size that you are huge in the keto community, but yet you don't have this um, perfect body. And I would like to discuss a little bit about that because quite frankly, it really breaks my heart because I know your background and, you know, other people that I know are in the same situation and they're scared to, you know, be, give advice or anything because they're not perfect. So please, I would love to have a discussion on that. And I tell you, this has been an issue since I've been online. Uh, and I was telling you before, right before we came on the air, <clears throat> after I lost 180 pounds on the Atkins diet in 2004, I started blogging the next year. I would put out photos of myself and people would write to me uh, back, even back then, even before social media, they would write to me and they'd be like, yeah, you still got a lot of weight left to lose. And I'm going, okay, context is everything here. And if we're looking contextually at this, <clears throat> 230 was better than 410. And it By will a long be. Shot. And, and I think we've become such a, a, an aesthetic driven society that we've been conditioned to be that way, Amber. It's why all the people that start keto for weight loss, I'm like, God bless you. But that ain't your reason for going keto. Will you lose weight? Yes. But. I want you to focus on getting healthy. How do you feel? Are you getting stronger? How's your brain health? Like all of these people that come to me and they criticize me, yes, I still have weight on the body. I try to remind them, look, health is wealth. And if you've got your health and you're gonna live long because of your health, who cares that you have extra weight on the body? Now that doesn't mean the weight's not doing anything bad. I know about the joints thing. Okay, I get it guys. but Let's not pretend like someone who is number one, pursuing health, number two, eating real food and doing lots of things like biohacking with sunlight exposure and movement, getting your sleep dialed in. I wear this ring to see how my sleep's going. Like I'm one of the biggest geeky health people you'll ever meet in your life. So does all of that good that I do get invalidated simply because I still have a belly? And, and plus, here's the other thing. And we talked about this before we got on the air as well. 
I'm dealing with some incredible stress right now. I have one of the most traumatic things you go through in your life happening to me. And that's just my personal life. Never mind COVID. <laughs> Never mind all the race relation stuff. And then the, the everything's up in the air with what's happening. It's just all this uncertainty. That's hitting me too. Like I think people see famous people online and I've, you know, thankfully been able to attain that. People know my name, but that doesn't make me not human. And that humanity is still there. I put on some weight in the midst of COVID and this personal thing that I'm dealing with. So that's natural. But there, it seems we have lost humanity in a lot of ways where we don't have love. We don't have compassion. We don't have understanding. Um, and, and it's just gotten to a disgusting level. And unfortunately, carnivore, you're becoming just like paleo. Paleo did the same thing to me. And they became less, and not just me, but other people like me. If you didn't look like an Adonis and into CrossFit, paleo didn't want anything to do with you. And carnivore seems to be going that way. And it's unfortunate, Amber, because I think there's wonderful people like yourself and many others in the carnivore world, but people will be turned off. And you hit a good point at the beginning. There are good people who have massive knowledge that they could be sharing about this way of eating. And they're too afraid to get out there because they don't want the judgment. And take it from somebody that gets the judgment daily, um, it sucks. And I understand why people don't want to, they're reticent to be involved. It's one reason I went away for six months on a sabbatical last year. And of course, I had stuff happen in the midst of that, that again, people are like, you're supposed to come back from sabbatical and be all ripped. And I'm like, like, okay, that was a goal maybe, but at the end of the day, I needed to get away because all you people that hate, <laughs> you know, mentally, I am mentally stronger now since the sabbatical because before that I was really defeated and we don't put enough credence on mental health and mental ability and being able to get through things and being resilient to circumstances. Um, it's a sad state of affairs and I'll, and I'll throw for all the people that might be having those same questions. Oh my gosh, you know, you're fat, blah, blah, blah. I have kept off over a hundred pounds for 15 years. Now, if that's not an accomplishment, if that's not saying something, because the notion is out there and it, it becomes this mean culture where, well, Jimmy Moore gained back all of his weight. No, Jimmy Moore gained back weight. I'll keep that one, but not all of it. I got nowhere near 410 pounds ever ever and so it you've hit a hot button tough topic with me and even like just today we were talking about before we came on the air some of the ugliness that's out there about my interview on meet rx and so it's like i'm over it amber like at the end i don't need validation or invalidation from anybody i know who i am as a man and i'm pretty damn proud of that boy yeah. Well, and you should be absolutely. And you know, it hurts me when I see those things because I do know your background and guess what? I have a background too. And it triggers some of the feelings that I have too. And you know, the self image issues that I realize I still deeply have, I've come a long way, but I still have those. And if somebody did that to me daily, like what they're doing to you, I'll be honest, it would freaking crush me crush me because I am not mentally strong enough yet. I, I'm, I'm working on it, but I, you must have like 
serious calluses or something to be able to take this because I well, see it daily and it's at the end of the day, I, I always ask the question of the people who do those kinds of things. Okay, what's the end game? Are you trying to chain me into doing different behavior that fits your mold of what I should be doing? Like I, I try to like think it through logically from their perspective. I realize there are people that are jealous because I've been highly successful at writing books and, and got like, you know, lots of really good ones that I've written over the years that people have bought. So I have all those. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for being a good writer. Like that's something that I've been talented with and, and you know, use that talent. And if I happen to make some money off that, I guess that makes people jealous. I, I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not harming anyone with information. I'm simply sharing. I'm simply another voice. And if, and if I'm not your cup of tea because I don't look the part for you, then don't follow my work. But that's the thing that gets me the most. It's like, okay, Sean Baker, for example, isn't everybody's cup of tea either. But he is the cup of tea for a lot of people because dude's a stud. And yeah, and I love him too. I think what he's doing is great. And as a guy close to his age, he's a little older than me. Uh, it's inspiring to be able to, you know, see somebody like that as fit as he is and basically eating all. Um, and so I, I realize different strokes for different folks and you connect with some people and you don't others. And so I, I just, I don't get this. If you don't like somebody, why follow their work and then criticize? It's like, don't say anything. Um, what's that saying? What's that? Just keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't have to read everything. Um, it's better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and end all doubt. Um, that you know that comes to mind quite often in this kind of space of talking about uh, haters. And of course, again, I know it comes with the territory of being famous um, online, and I've dealt with it for so long. I do have those calluses built up a bit. But at the end of the day, I'm still a human being and I still have hurts. And I, I mean, I guess I feel the hurt a little more with all the things I'm going through in my personal life uh, and, and everything. So it's just love people more. And I, and I try to spread that message of kindness, compassion. Um, it's such a lost art. And there will be some people that will never accept that. They enjoy uh, the misery and misery loves company. Yeah, I, I don't understand how you see so many people who will take something that is so not even controversial and make it into this big deal and start reading things and twisting things. And I'm like, why? What was the point of that? I mean, I, I will have just a very vanilla post and sometimes I get these comments and I'm like, where in there did I say anything about that particular thing? I, I'm confused. Oh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I recently, uh, and I've been talking a lot of things outside the realm of nutrition lately because I'm trying to like branch out a little bit more. I, I have uh, a little bit of prominence now in the online world. So I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about some other things. So one of the things I wrote kind of in response to a lot of the like divisiveness in America is that, you know, we live in America. It's the land of the free, home of the brave, and the land of opportunity to whoever puts in the effort and works hard to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Firing post, I thought. <laughs> yeah, and I thought so. Back from this black gentleman uh, who had been talking a lot about the Black Lives Matter stuff. And he's like, that is the most racist post I've ever read in my life. Never mentioned race anywhere. 
never said anything about anything with that topic. But it's the most racist post uh, you've ever done. And you don't understand the plight of the black man. He's always going to be oppressed because of your white privilege and all the usual like mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, and, and I was just flabbergasted going, mm -hmm. okay, does this person really believe it's not the land of opportunity for anybody? I get it. And I talked openly about this. There are challenges for some people. And then I interviewed somebody like Sean Croxton, who's become a multimillionaire. He's a black man. He's become a multimillionaire. And I, I shared that story with him. And he's like, America is the land of opportunity. You go anywhere else in the world, you can't succeed near like you would here. And so you, you, you put out stuff that you think is going to be inspiring and somebody's <laughs> going to find the mountain yeah. out of the mill there. Oh, yeah. um, and part of this, Amber, is we're in a presidential election year. There's yeah. a lot of high tensions over the race relations stuff. Um, and people have been isolated because of COVID-19 and some of the, the uncertainty about that. I think it's, it's more heightened this year than it would be, but it's, it's been there all along. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it, it, I'm one of these people who I love people. Uh, I'll be honest, I just do. I love people. And, and, yeah. I, and I, I, I want to help and I want to, you know, I want everybody to be happy. You know? It's like, I've discovered my health. I've, I've, you know, I'm happy. I'm no longer depressed. I, you know, and I want everybody to feel happy like me. And then I see this and I'm like, why? Why? I didn't say anything. You know, and it's like, I, I just want you to be happy. Why can't you be happy? You know? and, and why good people leave this community I'll, I'll give you the example uh butter bob bob briggs oh, yeah pants fall off and he's wonderful guy mm -hmm. uh made lots of youtube videos but the butter make pants fall off had over a million views and it's just awesome and his uh videos are still up if you want to look at them on youtube but he stopped making them amber because of this issue he was getting so much ugliness and i mean he's not fat he talks funny because he talks like this, but like people were making fun of him and he just was like, I don't, I don't need that in my life. I'm just a, just a grandfather in the South. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be or do anything. I'm just, I'm just talking, trying to educate. And to me, that's the travesty. Who is the next good educator being discouraged from being out there? Like, again, people love you, Amber. They love me. They have, you know, different people connect with different people. Who is that person that if they were out there would be the, the life changer? I get emails every single day telling me how much this book changed their life. And it's like, I don't take that for granted. That's a huge responsibility. But if I had felt all of that pressure to just get out of the way until I was perfect, that would have never happened. There would be no Keto Clarity. There would be no Jimmy Rance. There'd be no Living a Vita Low Carb Show. I wouldn't exist in people's minds because I would have been too timid to put myself out there. Now I'm willing to take the arrows and I sometimes push the envelope in controversy just to kind of create discussion. But at the end of the day, nobody should be vilified yeah. just for in the game. I, I totally agree with that. And that really does hurt me because I do know a lot of good people 
who are way too scared to, to put themselves out there. And it was a huge, huge leap for me because I have suffered with uh, the self-image, self-confidence. I've had so many different disorders. And for me to be in front of a camera now, you have no idea how huge that is. And, you know, my next hurdle, I'm sure it's coming. I'm going to get bashed and, you know, uh, people say ugly things. I, I don't know, make it whatever. They don't like the way I look or I'm stupid or I don't know, whatever. I talk funny, whatever. And it's going to hurt me. And I should probably not even say that because now I just gave a bullet there, you know, but you know, it's like, gosh, dang it. Just, can't I just be happy and help, you know? Yeah. So. The way I consult people that want to get online is I, I say immediately, if someone were to come in your house and just start bickering at you, well, if somebody walked through that front door over there and they did all that to me in person, what would you do? You would throw them out and say, get the off my property. <laughs> and yeah. do that. And the equivalent of that online is block delete. Like people, yeah. th there are some people that are, they get weird about that. They're like, well, they have the right to say, no, no, no. This is a dictatorship on Facebook and you will not come in and treat me that way. Sometimes what I'll do, Amber, is I'll give them a little bit of rope. I'll say, you know, I, I don't think you meant it the way it came across because you're looking very immature in the way you wrote that. Would you like to try again and ask it in a nicer way? Sometimes they'll double down with the ugliness you block delete. But if they come back and say, oh my gosh, I had no idea it was being read that way. Here's what I meant to say. And then you have the conversations. I don't automatically just block delete everybody. I have that kind of filter because I want conversations. Like I don't want people not to engage, but not everybody's mama brought them up very well. So they don't always know how to talk right. And plus the anonymity of the online world. Oh makes yeah. Talk to people. Like I'm sick. You've met me in person at KetoCon mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. I'm a big boy. I, I, I can <laughs> smack most people. I would. Yeah but I could um, and they would never say some of the things to my face like these people on this meet rx site that that kind of came at me um, most of them couldn't handle me if we were in person um, and, and the sad part about all this is let's just have conversations we're talking about diet at the end of the day this yeah. is a you know, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, anything greatly that's going to like alter your life. It's food. And so why have this bickering, uh, disagreement, confrontation over something as menial as food? Now, food's important. I talk a oh, lot yeah. about that. Da, da, da. But at the end of the day, eat your meat and shut up. Pretty much. I mean, it, it, it just seems so simple to me. It's like my whole philosophy, and this is why I'm trying to get away, like you talked about, health is where your focus should be. Well, I'll admit it's always been about diet and, and looking good and aesthetics and et cetera. I get that. I've been there, done that. Heck, I'm probably still there. But now that I'm on the other side and I've actually experienced true health and I feel so good and I'm happy and just, you know, I, I'm accomplishing goals that I never, never thought I, I would do again or or do period and so you know trying to just get that out there it's like i don't know i just i i want to focus on the health and 
people can have different opinions. It's okay. And if, if the way I do something is not your cup of tea, that's fine. That's cool. Find what works for you. And you don't have to fit in a box to be carnivore or keto. You don't have to do everything exactly like some guru tells you to do because we have different bodies. We're at different points in our life. I mean, well, and, and we lose context of like what got someone there to begin with. And I haven't shared a whole lot of kind of this connection between things that happened in my past and what that led to, to cope with that, that made me obese. So, and I have talked about a little bit of the childhood trauma things that I went through in my teenage years. I was massively uh, abused physically and emotionally. I pretty much was all gay um, and that I would never amount to anything and that I was a, a sorry excuse for a human being by my dad um, and smashing my head into walls and all these things. And people are like, well, that's so long ago, you should just get over it. And, and what they don't realize is getting out of the house at 17 and a half and going straight to college one week after graduating high school because I need to get away from that monster. And then for the next 15 years of my life, always looking over my shoulder, thinking he's going to kill me. That did not come without consequences. Metabolically, that changed me. Metabolically, that made me eat all of this crappy garbage that packed on the pounds. I was 210 pounds at 17 years old. And by the time I was 32, I was 410 pounds because I ate to soothe myself. Now I could have gotten yeah. in, I could have drank. I never did either one of those things. Um, but my, my addiction to sugar was totally a coping mechanism for that trauma. And we don't talk about that. And people no. just miss it and they laugh at all. Oh, that's so stupid. It was long ago. Get over it already. And we have a, uh, a very good research out there. Look at, look up the adverse childhood, uh, events study, the ACE study, A-C-E. Oh my gosh, they put the connection, Amber, between childhood trauma and not just trauma, but just like adverse events that happen. Uh, divorce is an adverse event. Uh, somebody being killed in front of you, an adverse event. So it doesn't have to be something physically or emotionally tied to the person, but it's something that would be life-changing. And it sends in a tailspin which then leads to chronic disease later. Yeah. The type two diabetes, heart disease, on and on and on. And we pretend like those things don't matter and they do. So yes, I have weight on the body, but maybe it's not a diet thing. I'm still working through some of that childhood trauma stuff. It only came out last year, some new information that now I'm still kind of assimilating it all. Uh, and what it means now I'm not and people will often uh, criticize me well you come up with an excuse for why you're still fat okay yes because it's true there are reasons it's still there but here's the good news in the midst of it incredible triglycerides under 100 HCL over 50 HSCRP a key inflammation marker under one I have a hard scan score of zero like I have all of these incredible things happening in my body, yet the, the weight's still there, but people equate weight equals bad health. And I'm going, no, uh, what if you have weight, but you have good health on the inside? My insulin keeps coming down. Like I have all of these markers that say, dude, you are doing something good. And it's not just diet. It's all the biohacking stuff I talked about. 
and implementing some periods of fasting and all the things. I just yeah. think where we have to stop being judgmental and the rest of the community needs to call people out when they do it. This ain't okay. Agree. It, it, it does it really does make me sad because, you know, you don't know what a person has gone through. You don't know where they've come from. And, you know, to have so many good things happen and then just to know somebody only focuses of where you're at, you know, physically, uh, you know, aesthetically, it is really sad. I mean, you can't judge everything by that for sure. Because like I said, you know, the one lady, I actually have interviewed her and she is so inspirational. She seriously brought me to tears because so much touched me in a way that I didn't really realize that, you know, I still had some of these deep rooted issues and I still have those issues and dealing with them. And it absolutely did affect me, just like the things in her past affected her. And I, I know that a lot of my kind of things where I started kind of being so obsessed with how I looked did have something to do with some trauma. I didn't have serious things like you, but I know what it did to me. So I can only imagine people who have gone through really serious, serious trauma, what that's done to them. And to negate that and say, oh, that's in the past, you should get over it. Ah, guess what? It don't happen that way. Because as I'm figuring out now, even the more I evolve and learn and, you know, get in touch with myself, I realize, whoo, there's still some of this stuff back here that I didn't even know was still there. So, yeah. Yeah, just trying to get an understanding that it's so much more than just the food. Like, yeah. food is a critical part of it, and that's what got us all together. It's what binds us in the keto and carnivore communities, but it's more stuff. Like, hormone issues, like, especially women dealing with a lot of, like... Menopause! <laughs> and and, and uh, it's so funny, when I was younger, I thought it was mental pause. Menopause. <laughs> well, it kind of is. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, we need to we need to be mindful of all the things. And it's what I highlight in my work. This is the ironic thing. Most of the biggest critics uh, of me, they never watch my stuff. Like you come on Jimmy Rants pretty often and say hi and everything. Um, and when you see the work and you see me talking and teaching and sharing, you're, you're not paying attention to what I look like. You don't care how what my weight is. Somebody on YouTube just before I came on the air, how much do you currently weigh? I'm like, okay, why is this important to you? Like, what is that going to reveal in your life? You know, whatever my weight is, what's that going to reveal to you that makes your life what, you know, I, I just don't understand some of that question. Listen to the information. That's what people are looking for. And okay, if you don't like the messenger, go find someone else. I, there's other people saying the same things I do. I just give the Jimmy spin on it. Other people will give their own spin on it. If I'm invalidated in your mind, then just let me go and move on to someone else who is your cup of tea. But I've got a pretty rabid, you know, fan base of people that love me. I'll never forget meeting you at KetoCon at the book signing because you came right up to me. I want your biggest fans. And I got a big <laughs> hug. And it, was, it was fun seeing that enthusiasm. And it makes you realize how impactful you are in people's lives. And you're going to get that now that you're a podcaster. You're going to get that when people meet you in person if you haven't already. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I will have to say, 
just to give you some kudos, that when I very first discovered keto, and it was kind of an accidental thing, but you know, another story, but one of the first, if it wasn't the first book I read was Cholesterol Clarity and then Keto Clarity. And that had a huge impact on me because you know, yes, I have, I probably have it over here in my little stack. Um, but that was one of the first, and matter of fact, cholesterol clarity, I read to my husband on the way to New Hampshire from Texas to New Hampshire for a, like a family reunion thing that, that his side was having. And, um, I, I read the whole entire book all the way up there. We drove and I read that book. And so we both, you know, knew all about this and you know it just kind of makes you feel good to have this this knowledge it's because it, to me knowledge is power and I didn't give two craps what you look like when I was reading the book I, I didn't really even know you at that point it wasn't until I read the book then I started watching you you know following because if I find somebody I like I go follow them on Facebook and Instagram and whatever and that's how I got to know them but I met you through your book I didn't even know you. So it made zero craps to me what you look like. <laughs> well, it is interesting you said uh, you didn't care what I look like. Some of the reviews I've gotten of Keto Clarity, for example, uh, early on was like, warning, the author of this book is morbidly obese. He's never lost weight. He's all, he's a scam artist. I mean, it's all this stuff. Holy crap. And, and the information, see, here's the thing. People like to identify information with someone. And I get it. You know, if, you, if somebody's talking about diet, you would expect that they would be healthy and thus look healthy on the outside. So people have this perception. They look that, you know, they, they judge you based on what they see. And so they saw me be bigger on, oh, go Google him in 2020. He's gargantuan. And it's like, okay. Does that negate the information that I shared? Like I could be job of the freaking hut and it still share the information. It doesn't mean the information is invalid just because the messenger doesn't look the way you want them to. Like none of that has ever made sense to me. I get it. You don't want to go see a personal trainer that weighs 500 pounds. You want one this buff because you can mm -hmm. be in blah, blah. I get all, all right. of those. But to me at the end of the day, the information is what matters. Like when I do a Jimmy rants, I'm sharing information and I want you to take that information and research it further and look it up yourself, see what other people say, and then make your conclusion about what you believe. Mm -hmm. I don't expect you to believe how I believe or not believe me just because I look a certain way. This kind of putting an attachment of who the messenger is to the message is so unfair to the message. The message yeah. is a don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and I do think we have a lot of work to do with that one. Um, yeah. I, and I, here's the thing, too. It, when, when you see somebody in our community and, okay, Sean Baker, for instance. Okay. Ain't nobody going to deny that man looks good. And he is healthy. He is a stud, right? Nobody's going to deny that. If they are, they're just, I don't know, stupid something. But do you, how many people do you think, even if they did the exact same thing as him, are going to look identical to him? 
it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Or, or, or like for me to idolize a certain woman who has this great body. Well, guess what? I abused my body. I abused it, you know? And so I would shrink and gain and shrink and gain. And I had two kids and I, I have, you know, other, you know, my skin is not just real stretchable. So I have stretch marks. I have all this. So I am never, ever, ever, ever going to look like the models you see in a magazine, no matter what I do, no matter how, how hard I train, no matter what. I'm not saying I can't greatly improve and, and look pretty decent, but I'm never going to look like that. And for people to, you know, think that, you know, to take a message from somebody who looks a certain way just because they look a certain way, that's kind of sad too. I mean, I, I get that, you know, you're the poster person for the message. I get how that works. I'm not stupid. But at the same time, I do think that you, you lose a lot it, when, when that's all you're looking at. But, well, and we also forget that those people have life circumstances that make them valuable, even in the midst of still kind of working on some things. Like I have had more people come up to me, Amber, at like KetoCon or some other conferences, <clears throat> and they'll say, I'm so glad you're in the community because everywhere you look in the community, you've got this person with credentials behind their name. You've got these people who are the perfect bodies and got the six pack abs for guys and got a big butt if you're a girl. Nothing wrong with those things. That's fine. But people don't relate to those people. The reason I'm, I'm still here 15 plus years later, I'm a real guy. Like people see themselves in me and they're like, well, dang, look at Jimmy. Um, look at what he's going through and look at the things he does to improve his sleep look at the things he does look at him flipping that tire out there in the side of his yard like they're inspired by me because i look more like them than these other people do now that's not invalidating any of those people but some of those people can never relate to certain people that follow my work so i don't need i don't think we need less voices out here in the community we need more we need more right. people willing to step up mm -hmm. if you like to talk podcasts, if you like to write, write books, do a blog, uh, do a social media channel. If you don't like any of those things and you're very timid, be a supporter of the people that are doing those things. Go listen to the podcast, go follow the work, go financially support them through their Patreon, whatever. Those are the things that's going to keep the message going. The last thing we need is complacency or letting people identify who you are, like a lot of these haters have of me. Mm -hmm. They try to peg who I am and make that who I am online. Um, and it's not true at all. Like I've, I've had a lot of memes made of me, Amber, uh, that say, oh, Jimmy, mm -hmm. people eating whole sticks of butter. And I'm like, I literally have never said eat whole sticks of butter. I will have people that are write me, why do you recommend people eat sticks of butter? I don't recommend people eat six of butter. Do I recommend butter? Yeah, it's healthy for you. Good, healthy, saturated fat. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're not gorging yourself on butter. Now, I, I can't, that particular one came because I, I like to be fun, have fun. And one day I stuck a whole thing of Kerrygold butter on a plate of some food as a joke. As soon as the oh. picture, I pulled it off. I put a couple of tablespoons on there, but I pulled it off wrapped it back up and put it back in the fridge. But people thought, oh my God, Jimmy Moore eats <laughs> about three gold sticks of butter a day. And it became this meme. So, How did I, I miss that? What's that? How did I miss that? 
Yeah, it's all over the place. It's one of the, the things that people use to vilify. Oh, Jimmy Moore wants you to gorge yourself on fat. No wonder he's fat. And like, okay. I just wish people would go to the horse's mouth. If you want to learn more about somebody that you think is something, go follow them a while, watch them, listen to their heart. I'd share my heart openly. Uh, I did a Jimmy Rance as of the recording of this today, and I just... I sometimes share really raw, um, and today was really raw <laughs> on this episode. Um, and you know that's okay. Not everybody's going to be that open. You know, there's some people in the keto and carnivore space. They're all strictly business, and it stays right on that. I don't just do that. I can talk business, but I can also talk with stories from my life and how I really feel. And people aren't always that vulnerable. Yeah. And, and you see people now, another kind of offshoot of this is, uh, I, I won't mention any names, but there are several in our community who are trying different things and they're not necessarily following the carnivore, you know, hardcore, whatever you want to call it, dogma, I don't even know anymore, but they're venturing out to find what works for their body because they were having some issues and oh my goodness, some of the, you know, lashback. And I'm like, why, what difference does it make? Why do you have to feel like you have to fit a certain definition? If something works for you and that's my philosophy. Now there are certain things that just don't work for me and I, I, I don't care to ever have it in my life again, but if somebody else doesn't, it works for them and it's not hurting them, then it's none of my business. And I, I'm not going to not call you a carnivore because you eat a piece of broccoli one day. So my biggest pet peeve along these lines are the people who say that's not keto mm -hmm. as if foods are keto. No foods are not keto. Uh, foods are carnivore cause you gotta have animal based food. So foods are carnivore, but foods are not keto. Keto ketogenic being in nutritional ketosis is a metabolic state. And so if you're insulin sensitive enough to have more carbohydrates, more protein, less fat, blah, 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 then go for it. You're going to be in a state of ketosis. Guess what? That's keto for you. But for someone with a little more insulin resistance, they have to keep the carbs very low. They have to maybe bump up uh, fat protein a little more. Then that's their keto because that's what puts them in ketosis. Like this whole notion of, well, that's not a keto food. Carrots, not a keto food. Okay, well, somebody can tolerate the carbs in it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, and dogma... Oh, I hate that. I really dogma. do. Because there's, uh, who let the dogma out? But I mean, it's just, we, we've gotten to a really bad place. Um, if that's the things we're going to worry about. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I see it all the time. And I've been called out a couple of times too. Um, but again, my philosophy is, hey, if it works for you. And, and, and in coaching situations, you know, somebody will say, oh, well, I really want, okay, let's say coffee. And I'm like, well, you know what? If coffee is not bothering you, you know, you don't have any reaction to it. It helps you sustain this lifestyle. Have your freaking coffee. Who, who am I to tell you not to have coffee? That I'm not the carnivore police. I, I'm not, you know, I, I will tell you, yes, it is plant-based, if that's what you're asking, but it's not up to me to tell you what you can and can't have. 
And even if somebody who is carnivore and they want to have broccoli once a week, have a freaking broccoli if it's not hurting you. I mean, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to. And just like, don't tell me that I can't have a drink or two on the weekends when I, when I go dancing, okay? Because I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if you want to call me not carnivore or whatever, fine. I don't really care. I mean, I don't need a label. <laughs> I consider myself a carnivore and that's fine with me. I don't really care what the label is. Can I tell you there are a lot of good people that have left the carnivore community officially. Um, they changed their usernames on social media to not have carnivore in the title anymore. Um, we have some mutual friends that have done exactly that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want to name their names because I don't want them to say, well, I didn't yeah. want you to do that. But behind the scenes, guys, I get a lot of messages from people and they're like, have you seen what's going on in the carnivore community? Yeah. I don't want to be a part of that. That's not me, especially with the COVID thing when it came out. Well, I eat all meat, so therefore I'm going to be robust against this virus. Okay, good. That's great that you're doing that, but it's smug. Don't do that. Like, why are we putting out that kind of information? Because you don't look good in that. It doesn't make carnivore look better to people. It makes you look like a bunch of holes. <laughs> yeah, well, you have the two extremes, you know, and, and I, I don't want to see that happen in our community because the people I, I'm, you know, friends with or whatever you want to say and communicate with are wonderful people wonderful people and I follow the non-dogmatic people I do not follow people who you know are hardcore and will jump on you for every little thing that that's not my thing I, I it's just too negative and you should never put somebody in a box and after uh, going through my nutrition certification and really you know seeing how you should never say that there's only one size fits all. And I, I, I always believe that, you know, since I've started this, but it, it really hit home for me. And so, you know, people, you know, uh, but there are so, 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 so many good people out there who are, who are sharing their stories and, and showing that you don't have to be put in this box. And I appreciate them so much. Again, I'm not going to out them because I probably know who I'm talking about, but um, they're awesome people and they have so, so, so much information to share and you know unfortunately sometimes they get attacked too and I'm like why you know just learn from it doesn't mean you have to do it that way just just learn from it that you can change as you change like right now with the menopause with me <laughs> well you know my body changing and I don't really have much say in that all I can do I can't tweak my diet really any better than I have it but you know things change. They just do. And you have to adapt. You have to figure out a different way of dealing with it. You're not always going to do the same thing. You can't because your body doesn't always do the same thing. So, you know, to say you're going to be this forever. Yeah. It doesn't really work like that. Yeah. I don't think we're solving anything today, Amber, but we're definitely identifying a lot of the issues that are challenges. And mm -hmm. quite frankly, uh, again, I've been around a, a decade and a half in this community. Um, nothing much has changed. Wow. Um, uh, uh, if anything, it's worse because of social media, because Twitter, Facebook, mm -hmm. none of those really existed when I first started. YouTube had just come around about the time I started. <clears throat> I know it seems like they've been around forever, but they haven't been around totally forever. Uh, I started before the iPhone was invented. That's how 
So, whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> there was um, a time before that? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping at the end of the day, if you're disgusted by this, like Amber and I are, you know, as good people, we need to rally around the good people. I love your strategy, Amber, of just following the, the people that are encouraging and follow those people who aren't that divisiveness. And we need to just stop following those people uh, who are doing things that are less than ideal. The unfortunate thing is some of them are very cunning, so you don't always see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to like subtly look for it, but it's there. Um, and also, while we're here, <laughs> look for the people who don't support others in the community. Oh, yeah. This is one thing I have always been extremely generous of my time and energies in lifting others up. Like when your birthday uh, the other day, I, I gave you a shout out on my Instagram and I was happy to do that. Um, but not everybody rallies around. There's a lot of very egotistical, maniacal, and it for only themselves kind of people out there as influencers. And if you're gonna put yourself out there you can't be selfish. You need to help other people. And I've done it time and time again. I'm not trying to say I'm the, the model of success with that, but I try to go out of my way to lift others up. I don't see anybody as competition. I see them, we're all in the yes. same, trying to help that world out there that's still stuffing their mouths with Doritos and Coca-Cola and fast food like it's nobody's tomorrow. And we need people, we need to rally behind each other and support each other and lift each other up. Like Maria Emmerich is one of my dearest. Oh, one of my favorites. She has always been about the rising tide lifts all ships. And, and she's always been there when I've needed her help and vice versa. When she's needed my help, I lift her up. And, and we need more of that. And I'm, I'm seeing as we progress along, more of that kind of, I'm going to hold all this in for myself kind of attitude. And it's creating bitterness behind the scenes. And I'm seeing it creep into carnivore as well. Carnivore people support your people. Even your so-called enemies online, support them. Ask for their support and lift each other up. There's too many people out there that don't know the benefits of eating a meat-based diet. True. And if we all rally together, our voice is cumulatively louder than, hey, 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 hey. We can't be heard. But if we all in one unison, hey, you're going to be heard. I think that is one of my, my favorite things to do, besides getting the knowledge out there, the information, is the connections that you make. And I've made so many friends, and I truly, truly love people. I do. It's not, it's not a, an act. It's not. I love people. And I, that's why I want to do this podcast, because I have come in contact with so many awesome people. Who, some have a platform, and, and some don't. But they have something valuable. They have, they're people with these unique, you know, situations. And I don't know, I, I just feel like more people need to know that and, and to share that. And even if they're not somebody that other people know or recognize, they have value. Well, and here's the thing. If you're not known yet, if you get lifted by other people, you will be. Like people mm -hmm. often say, wow, live in the Vita Low Carb Show. You had all these people on for a year. How'd you do that? I'm like, I asked. 
Literally, that's all I did. I asked. I didn't have relationships like you and I knew each other, and I've seen some of the other guests you've have on, had on so far. You, you know them. You've met them, and so you form that relationship. Some of these people I'd never met before, and I'm asking Gary Taubes in 2007 to come on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show to talk about his Good Calories, Bad Calories book. And, and I actually had to go to somebody like Eric Westman to tell him I'm cool, you know, so, so I could get the interview. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, a vegan, uh, Dean Ornish, I had him on one time. And it took nine months to get the interview set because he was still like vetting me out. All right, are you going to ask me like ugly question? Or are you gonna oh, wow. I just want to talk. Let's talk. Um, and we eventually had the talk and we had a nice little healthy debate. It was wonderful. Um, but I just asked. I didn't, there was nothing special about me. I'd lost 180 pounds on the Atkins diet. That was my claim to fame. Um, and then it just grew. Like, you know, people grew to trust. They liked the, I guess, the Southern accent. I have people tell me they listened to like nine hours of my podcast when they did a trip or something. I'm so sorry that you had to, <laughs> you had to hear. Welcome back to the Living in a Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. Um, <laughs> hey, I know what you mean. I get, I get people who, who tease me about my Texas accent, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a accent. <laughs> I ain't accent. I ain't got no accent. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -mm, nope. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. I mean, I think, you know, connection is so important, and like you said, lifting people up, and there are some wonderful people in our community. Love, love, love them, and they, I've seen these big people with big platforms make it a point to respond to every comment. And I am nobody. I, I don't have the following anywhere near some of these people have. And, and I spend a lot of my time doing that. So I can't even imagine how much time that would take for them to do. But they do it. And I, I'm going to go ahead and out them. Um, Craig and Maria, never, ever have they not responded in some way to a message, to a, you know, comment, something they've acknowledged. <laughs> a post of yours they uh maria almost always puts little hearts or something yes. read that yeah and i love that and see that makes a difference that that shows somebody is paying attention and i i try very hard to do that as well and i i think if more people did that and i believe that too as a woman um you see so many women feel who feel like they're in competition and it's like why i i try very hard to lift other women up because Again, I like to find value in people. I like to find, you know, one of these uh, optimist people who just try to, my husband says sometimes he's like, bless your heart. You just, you know, sometimes there's just not. And I'm like, no, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something good there. There's gotta be. And he's like, honey, sometimes just no. <laughs> but I think that's important to, to, to focus more on that instead of all this negative stupidness. I'm just so over it. Ugh. Okay, well, we're coming close to time, but just really quick, I wanted, I, I was real curious to get your uh, comments on this because it's a huge thing and you hear it constantly and it's been talked about for many, many years, but I, I just want to bring it to the front again. The connection between okay calories in calories out and then you have the hormone group people and, and sometimes they're two different camps but for me it's a combination of both you know you, you, you of course calories play a point to a point but hormones holy crap they really play a point how do you bring that together and what is your opinion on that calories count 
but you don't have to count them when you're eating to your house. Because I mean, think about it, when you are eating a meat-based diet, for example, that's a lot of your community, or even a ketogenic diet, what are you doing? You're keeping insulin low, you're keeping blood sugar low, you're able to like keep all of your hormones in balance. Well, guess what happens when the body's hormones are in balance? Satiety signals are able to be heard better. You're not stoking ghrelin, which would make you hungrier and make you want to eat again in a couple hours after you've just eaten. Um, you're calming things down in the body. So guess what happens? You spontaneously manage your calories. Now, can you still overeat? Yeah, if you blow by satiety. So I guess feeling satiety is the key in this. So I would say, okay, if you're going to start a low-carb uh, ketogenic diet or going to start a carnivore diet, maybe that first couple of weeks, make sure you don't go over a certain number of calories. Arbitrarily set it, I don't know, 1,600 calories. And then that way, okay, you know what 1,600 calories feels like and you kind of have a gauge what's going to happen is you will magically shift over to a fat burner and your body will say, all right, bro, we got this. You've had enough. And you'll stop eating. Now, the key is when that, all right, bro, moment comes, you've got to stop. And yet some of us that have had binge eating disorders where we are used to eating a lot high volumes of food, you're going to have that urge to keep eating. And a lot of us grew up, especially here in Sile, you got to eat everything on your plate. They're starving you. Oh, children. yeah. <laughs> oh, don't do that to your grandkid, by the way. Oh, There's no, no, no. <laughs> everything on that plate. Um, so don't feel like you have to keep eating. If you're, if you're satisfied, stop. And if you do that, something magical happens. You control your calories perfectly. And I think... When you get it on the radar screen that you're eating for hormones, not calories, it takes the counting away. It takes the stress of dieting away. And here's the other thing, Amber. Calories is all the junk food companies have left. Oh, well, if, it, if it's all a part of a balanced diet, everything in moderation, then okay, yeah. 100 calorie pack of Doritos, have a 100 calorie can of Coca-Cola, and so that's the absurdity that the calorie hypothesis is, that it allows junk food companies to keep peddling out all of this junk under the auspice of, well, it fits your calories. It's the, it's, it's the biggest cancer in the nutrition world to think that calories mean something in that context. They don't. Like, if we wanted to do the experiment, I'm, I'm surprised no scientist has ever done this. Let's do an 1800 calorie diet of just ribeye steak, maybe some vegetables if you want that in there, and let that be the totality of the one wing. And then the other side, let's feed them Twinkies and Doritos and Coca-Cola to 1800 calories. And then let's look at all the metabolic markers that happens to those two people. And if you want to be unethical about it, have them do it for 60 days. Well, what's going to happen to the junk food side? Isocaloric, same as the ribeye steak and vegetables. Who's going to gain weight? Who's going to have metabolic disturbance? Who's going to have A1C go crazy? Insulin go crazy? Inflammation go crazy? It's obvious. So the apologists for, for calories, they never take into account the quality of the calories. And to me, 100 calories worth of sweet potato is never 
going to be a quality, quality of calorie better than 100 calories worth of a steak. It's just not. And at the end of the day, that's the way we, that's the way we need to be looking at food is nutrient density. Not what the mainstream, not chia seeds and blueberries and uh, you know soy and all this tofu crap. Um, you have to look at what the most nutrient-dense foods are. And it's most of the time some form of an animal food. That is perfectly said. I love that. And I'm going to take a little piece of that. I'm going to make a meme of it because there was a really good thing you said. I like it. I, I get this question, you know, all the time, oh, calories matter. Well, uh, yeah, they do, but you know, let's put it in context. So I, I love your answer to that. Well, we are out of time and Jimmy, I have enjoyed this. I absolutely have had a blast yapping with you and kind of getting to the nitty gritty of stuff. So you're not, you're not invalidating anything I had to say because I look fat? Is that, well, is that okay, not on camera, but actually in my mind, I'm going, oh my God, yeah, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> Girl on me. Yeah, I, I'm going to go behind the scenes and I'm going to, you know, talk to all my friends. With a spin. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> well, it, it was a blast. We're showing our eight, Amber. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know what you... I don't know what you're talking about. Like, gag me with a spoon for real. Oh, heaven's <laughs> you know, I'll tell a funny story. Um, I was listening to uh, the Valley Girl song. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the gag me with a spoon thing, right? And I had just got my driver's license. And my sister was in the car with me. And we were at a red light. And there was like a, uh, I was at a turn, in a turn lane. And the light was red, and the, but the lights turned green over here. But I was so busy singing to Valley Girl, Valley Girls, the sweet and pure, eh, eh, and like that. I ran that light because I saw green, and I just, oh, yeah, almost got broadsided. Yeah, all because of Valley Girl, seriously. And so me and my sister, we never forgot that one. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't, it wasn't Barbie Girl. I'm a Barbie girl. In a, in a Barbie world. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, well, that was my daughter, okay. <laughs> Oh, guys, this is what podcasters do. They get, they have too much fun. <laughs> well, Jimmy, thanks again for coming on. I, I've had so much fun. And of course, I always love talking to you. Hey, yeah. Follow me at LLVLC.com or I'm at studio, JimmyRants.com. Uh, and if you're questioning anybody out there, I'm going to remind you, go follow them. Yes, yes believe what you hear about people go here go talk to them i love it when people write to me amber and they're just like hey you're nothing like i heard you were and i'm like yeah because you actually took the time to look at what i do and not prejudge me okay i'm actually am what people say i am <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> better in person she's just like that you're actually more intense in person ah! <laughs> Gosh, okay just... okay maybe okay maybe maybe <laughs> it's all good okay i'm gonna put all of jimmy's information below and while you're here hey subscribe to my channel please <laughs> anyway and follow jimmy all his information will be below and again thank you jimmy thank you amber and you have a wonderful day thank you